0: This is Glenn Crooks on Frame. Ronnie Dyla has departed for Standard Liège and getting his uh, first crack at it is uh, interim head coach Nick Cushing. He's been around uh, these years with Ronnie, uh, MLS Cup in the pocket. And, uh, well, Nick, first of all, congratulations. I know it's a a great moment for you in your career.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: So let's talk about your first week. I, I mean, no matter how syncratic that you and Ronnie and the rest of the staff are and this is kind of a seamless transition which I believe it could probably not be any more seamless. Um what's the first week, week been been like? So the head guy's gone and now you're the man uh, leading the show.
1: Yeah, I think initially we had to you know we had to concentrate on making sure that everybody was settled and everybody was you know just not overthinking the fact that you know it's not ideal to lose a head coach mid-season but at the same time we have continuity and consistency through myself, through Rob Vartugian, through Mehdi Bellucci. Um, and the squad is in a really good place. It's had time to rest and recover from you know, the first part of the season, in particular the pre-season, which was was, was difficult. Um, but yeah, it's just about making sure that the players know that although there is a transition and, and, and is a moment of change, that everything will stay the same and, and the outcome and the the goals and our expectations remain exactly the same.
0: So while trying to keep everything the same, you and Ronnie are two different individuals. You know, your, your personalities are a little bit different. So if, if you had to distinguish uh, between how Ronnie went about it and how you will go about it, what would you
1: say? Um, I think one of the, the main, I think one of the strengths of Ronnie is that he does give a lot of ownership and a lot of responsibility to staff and, if I, if I, if I look at my role this week, it's not changed so much. You know, I, I delivered a lot of the meetings, a lot of the pre-game meetings, a lot of the pre-training meetings. I delivered a lot of the training practice, and um we were all involved in discussing how we were going to approach games and how we were going to prepare the team for games. so, in that sense, it's not been so different. you know my workload hasn't increased mm. um obviously, there's a lot more decisions you have to make as a head coach than an assistant coach in in sense of you know which players go where, which players are gonna play, what the team selection is gonna be. but you know we're really lucky here at this club that we have a shared methodology we have a uh, a group wide philosophy, and that means that there isn't a big flip in. Tactics in systems, in the way that we're going to approach games. So I think that helps the players to to be settled. I, I'm naturally close to the players because I've been an assistant coach and I don't think that will change. I think naturally my style is to give responsibility and ownership to staff, which was pretty similar to how Ronnie did, and also communicate with players consistently so that we know where we're going and how we're going to approach games you know sometimes that's the way
0: it is like the the assistant is where the players will sometimes go if there's an issue and you know they just want to feel you out first rather than going right to the head guy so there is a there is a bit of a role switch there even though you're going to communicate
1: yeah of course and i think naturally the players approach you a little bit differently because in the way that we see the game i am now the head coach i am the decision maker and um that means that maybe that familiarity that you have with the assistant coach isn't there. One thing I can say is I haven't felt that this week. The players have been exceptional. They've been um more than supportive. They've gave everything. They've approached every training practice exactly how they have since I've been here as the assistant coach. And the intensity and the the effort and the work ethic that this team has shown over the last two and a half seasons has continued this week. So that gives me confidence going into a long run of games.
0: I guess the one thing, uh, and again, we're with Nick Cushing, uh, interim head coach for New York City FC here on the pregame show. Yeah, it's the first week, no games have been played, you've, you've eight games unbeaten coming into this, and I guess the true test will be that first moment of adversity, or where you have to make a lineup choice that's not popular perhaps, but by a player. So being the head guy, that's where it gets maybe a, a little bit more uh, difficult or challenging, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think from that side of it, I think having done the role previously and having been in the situation being in the shoes and in the seat previously um, all I've tried to do this week is draw on that experience that I've had and draw on those experiences that I had previously I was really lucky to have a, a team of internationals when I was with the women's team at Manchester City and you know it was difficult to pick that team we had a really strong squad like I say of players like Carly Lloyd and Steph Horton and Jill Scott players that wanted to play every game so I've been in the position where you have to disappoint people it's part of the game you can only pick 11 players and actually this team is equally difficult because everybody trains so well and when everybody trains so well everyone deserves to play but we can only pick 11 so you know I think it's just about communicating with players that when you don't pick players it's not personal it's There's many reasons, whether it is approach to games, whether it is form, whether it is, you know, either of, you know, any one decision, it's for the good of the team. Every decision I will make and every decision we will make while we're here will be for the good of the team to make sure that we continue the good run.
0: I don't know if you remember, we spoke about two years ago. I think you were here for like two months, got into the country, and then the pandemic hit and you were in your closet in Ridgewood (laughs) and we did this interview. And uh, one of the things that really impressed me, Um, we both coached on the women's side. And when you were approached at Man City to take over the women, you didn't think twice about it. I remember what you said exactly. It was like, uh, it it was just an opportunity to grow more as a coach because sometimes there could be a stigma that you're, you're coming from a women's program, right?
1: Yeah, and I think that's exactly the same mindset that I have here. I said earlier in the week that, you know, I'm pretty relaxed with the term interim because I have really good relationships with, the senior leaders here, whether it be David Lee or, or Brad Sims or, or you know, the people across at CFG. I, I have huge trust and huge faith in, in those people that they've continued to give me opportunity to develop and whether that be in two thousand and fourteen taking the women's team, which was the next step in my career and being a head coach, or whether it was coming here as the assistant coach for New York City's men's team and working under Ronnie Dyler, um, to continue developing and you know that's the same mindset that I have here I'm now stepping into the head coach's role it's an interim position and you know uh, my initial my initial motivation is to make sure that I continue to train and to prepare this team to continue to win football games you mentioned David Lee
0: and I know David and Ronnie spoke every day And they became very close and obviously also in making decisions about the future of the club. So have those interactions
1: begun already? Yeah, of course. I mean, naturally the type of boss, if you can say, the type of boss that David is, he's a is a really good person and he wants to have relationships with the staff here and he consistently communicates with all of us and whether that be about training whether that be about off-field issues or whether that be about the future of the team those consistent conversations help build relationships and are they always nice and positive of course not that's the nature of football but at the same time you know they're always constructive and they're always like I say for the good of the team and you know I, I, I've worked as assistant coach and with David Lee as the, the sporting director for two and a half years and I've thoroughly enjoyed that and had a good relationship in that role and it's continued this week in the head coach's role and Ultimately, that's what we believe will help the team be successful is we continue to be honest, we continue to communicate, and we continue to work hard.
0: Well, along with David Lee, you're now the guy who has to answer all the Tati Castellanos questions about the uh, potential departure in the summer. Uh, you know, So things are going to get, it could get a, a little crazy here in terms of the information, the rumors, and things like that. So how are you going to handle that?
1: Well, I think ultimately it's, it, it goes with the nature of the job one when you're a head coach you get asked those questions and two when you've got really good players you're going to consistently get asked about their future whether it be here at the football club or or externally at other football clubs and you know for us I said earlier in the week my thinking is really short term I, I can't think further than Colorado and I understand that's a cliche but in this period of change we have to make sure that all of the players that we have that have been performing really well continue to do that and that comes with the training so I, I'm literally just taking it one day at a time. One thing I can say is it doesn't surprise me that there is speculation about Tati Castellano because he's an incredible person with an incredible work rate and a huge talent. So I think when you are a player like him that is performing at the level that he is performing at, speculation is the nature of the game.
0: He has uh, improved dramatically, I think, since he arrived. So Ronnie Dyla and his staff, which includes you. Can you address his development? What the... Uh, how it was that he was able to progress from somebody talented you could see it, he scored his first match uh, as a youngster, as a teenager here and then there were some struggles so
1: uh, he was a backup to Eber I think people want us to say that as coaches we've got the magic touch and we're incredible coaches and we can turn water into wine but uh, it, it definitely isn't that. I think when you look at Tati his development and his improvement is because of himself, because of his work ethic, because of his are uh, incredible hunger and ambition. He is somebody that wants to score goals. He is somebody that wants to be involved in offensive play. We all see his attributes. He is incredible in the air. He, he is incredible around the box, and his work rate is almost second to none in the league. He is uh, a real aggressive number nine. Um, and when you marry that with his work ethic on the training pitch, he stays outside after every training session and works at his game. He is open to discussing where he can take his game to the next level, and then he goes and works really really hard at it and I think when you have potential you know we all, as coaches we all see there's many many players with potential, and not all of them you know can draw that potential out of themselves. He is somebody that is from when I first came here in twenty twenty has worked like an animal to get to where he is, and he deserves all of the applause and all of the awards and all of the positive feedback that he gets because he is earning everything that you see on a match day through hard work and through hunger.
0: Nick Cushing, uh, head coach of New York City FC, with us on the pregame show. So you you said said you just kind of had to hop in and get ready for Colorado, but uh, your two coaches down, how are you formulating the adjustments around that? Uh, We spoke to David Lee uh, just uh, during training, just in regard to how to replace those two positions and he's said he's very active and trying to seek that out. So, uh, but in the interim, how are you making that adjustment?
1: I think we're, we're really lucky to have the staff team that we have in the sense of in 2020, when it was built, we were put together, you know, and obviously we all have different attributes and we've all been able to marry those attributes into creating a successful MLS team in the sense of last year winning MLS cup. Um, but I think the good part is not only do we have our own roles, we all have the likes of Rob Vartugian and Medi Bellucci, they have the ability to to almost transition into different roles and we just have to muck in and work a little bit harder. And, you know, we have the work ethic as a staff. The likes of you no know, Rob coaches the goalkeepers, but he has a incredible knowledge of MLS. He has real good experience in the league. So he can transition onto the outfield opposition analysis. Coaching all of those different areas. Same with Medi. You know, Medi has played in the league. He he knows a lot about the team. So when we start to discuss our position, they they can almost transition into those areas. Medi's a strong coach. He can coach individuals. He can coach teams. So I think it's just about taking the workload on. Um, I right. don't think doing the job is the problem. I think what the the benefit that we have and we'll reap the rewards from the fact that people are willing to do more. And I think in these moments, instead of panicking and instead of thinking about having one less we have people that want to do a little bit more and they'll do a job and a half and I think that is testament to the culture and environment that we've built here and testament to the staff team that David has built. I
0: always think about it as uh, if, if the head coach were red carded in a game all of a sudden it's like well wait a minute now I've got to take his ro-. you know the the roles like suddenly can change and so this is like a you know a red card for the remainder of the season or until you get a
1: couple of and not uh, just that i think naturally we're all we're all a little bit better at being flexible because of covid we're all a little bit better at adapting yeah. because one week you have a member of staff out one week you have two members of staff out. we went into the game against uh kansas i think without Medi and without dan fradley because they to so our analyst and one of our coaching team were out for five days for covid and we had to do the whole week's prep with two less, without an analyst. So, I think we've all come a little bit better. Maybe that's the one positive that's come out of the pandemic is we've all got better at being flexible and adapting. Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, finally, uh, uh, your first game. Uh, you must. Uh, there must be some pent-up excitement. I mean, that's. Uh, it's uh, you're only human, and uh, and what kind of plan have you structured to uh, defeat Colorado?
1: <laughs> no, I think ultimately for us, it's about being the same team that we've been. Over the last ten, twelve, fourteen weeks, that's why we've had the run that we've had. That's why we've had the results that we've had, and that's why our league position is what it is. So, I think it's about approaching the game. We've played this system before against Montreal, against Vancouver, against DC. You know, so we we understand how to contain the system. We understand how to approach the game. It's you know, it's it's, it's about continuing to evolve. It's about evolution, not revolution. You know, I'm not here to find some new way of making this team better i'm here to continue the consistency continue the, the the performance level and make sure that people enjoy playing football all right nick well we obviously uh wish you all the best in
0: the, in your opener thank you as a uh, new york city looks to extend their unbeaten streak to nine coming off the international break against colorado thanks nick thank you this is glenn crooks on frame